Let us be attentive. Make your vows to the Lord our God and perform them. God is known in Judah. His name is great in Israel. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's second letter to Timothy. Let us be attentive. Timothy, my son, you have observed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions, my sufferings, what befell me in Antioch, at Lyconian, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. Yet from them all, the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil men and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceivers and deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from you you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Peace be with you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Luke. Let us be attentive. said this parable two men went up into the temple to pray one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself God I thank you that I am not like other men extortioners unjust adulterers or even like this tax collector I fast twice a week I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector standing far off would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humble. But he who humbles himself 
will be exalted. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Since the year 1895, the Nobel Committee in Oslo, Oslo, Norway, awards an annual prize in literature. How many Nobel Prize-winning authors have you read? How many can you even name? I'm willing to guess at least one. The songwriter and folk singer Bob Dylan. Here's here's a stanza from one of my favorite songs by Bob Dylan. The tune is called, Everything is Broken. Broken lines, broken strings, broken threads, broken springs, broken idols, broken heads, people sleeping in broken beds. Ain't no use jiving, ain't no use joking. Everything is broken. Now, with all due respects, I think that with Byzantine music, that would make a good Lenten hymn. Everything is broken. This is the time of year when we contemplate our brokenness and the brokenness of the world around us. Broken bottles, broken plates, Broken switches, broken gates, broken dishes, broken parts. Streets are filled with broken hearts. Broken words never meant to be spoken. Everything is broken. Some seems like every time you stop and look around, something else just hit the ground. St. Paul tells us of the extent of our brokenness. In the eighth chapter of Romans, he states that the entire creation is groaning under the weight of futility and that the entire universe is awaiting the healing that begins with the children of God. 
you and me. So as we begin our Lenten journey, we must not only contemplate our brokenness, but remember our vocation as well, our responsibility, our privilege to be the beginning of a new creation, one that is not broken and separated. St. Maximus the Confessor described five principal divisions in our broken, fallen world. He said there's a division between the created and the uncreated. Jesus, on the Mount of Transfiguration, gave his disciples a moment of the glory of the uncreated light of God. But for most of the rest of time and all of the rest of us, there's a separation. There's a separation, St. Maximus says, between the mind and the senses, the intelligible world and the sensible world. And through our passions, we are often dragged into the sensible world while the intelligible world goes unknown. There's a division between heaven and earth, between paradise and the universe. And then there's a division, he said, that we should take special note of because it is so timely today. A division between male and female. Between Mars and Venus. And the confusion that is so rife about questions of gender today come directly from this brokenness. Broken cutters, broken saws, broken buckles, broken laws, broken bodies, broken bones, broken voices on broken phones. Take a deep breath, feel like you're choking. Everything is broken. Every time you leave and go off someplace, things fall to pieces in your face. All of this brokenness, all of this responsibility, well, for one thing, it can seem pretty weighty and heavy. And at this point, you might be asking, Father John, how am I going to get through this Lenten journey? Fortunately, before we even begin, through the grace of God and the wisdom of the church, we're given a shortcut to the healing of our brokenness. We're given a shortcut today at the very beginning of the Lenten journey. What is that shortcut? In a word, humility. 
John Climacus, the guide par excellence of our Lenten journey, said, for all the passions, the remedy is humility. Those who have obtained this virtue have overcome all. The shortcut was taken by the publican who gave us the prayer excellence. Oh, Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The Jesus prayer, the prayer of humility, that is the shortcut, that is the royal road to all the virtues. That is the royal road to overcoming our brokenness. Broken hands on broken plows, broken treaties, broken vows, broken pipes, broken tools, people bending broken rules, hound dog howling, bullfrog croaking, everything is broken. Maybe so. Maybe everything is broken. But through humility, the doors of salvation are open. Let us reach out today and recite as we begin our Lenten journey the Jesus prayer, the prayer of humility par excellence. Lord Jesus Christ, my God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Amen.